I'm Dr. Randy Overbeck, author of the award-winning series, The Haunted Shores Mysteries, and I'm happy to welcome you to another episode of Great Stories About Great Storytellers, where I discuss the authors, directors, and poets you know, but share the unusual, their unusual backstories you probably don't know. This episode, I'll share the interesting details about one of the best-selling thriller authors of all time, Tom Clancy. As an emerging writer, I'm excited when I find out I share history or attributes with a famous and successful author. Can you blame me? I was especially pleased then to discover that Tom Clancy, like me, was a product of Jesuit education. Attending a Catholic Jesuit high school and college, he in Maryland, and me in Ohio. This training teaches students to go beyond what is expected, to consider the world and their place in it, and to possess a critical awareness of social and personal evil. The teaching must have stuck because a reader can see all these attributes in Clancy's writing. And mine, I hope. There was little, though, in Clancy's upbringing that would augur his writing prowess. Thomas Leo Clancy Jr., 1947 to 2013, was born into a Catholic family in Baltimore, his father a postal worker, his mother a retail clerk. He grew up in a quiet neighborhood and attended Loyola High School and Loyola College, now university, where he received a bachelor's degree in English literature. The same as me, by the way. Along the way, he became a Boy Scout, Troop 624, and was president of the chess club. After graduating, he became uh, an insurance agent. He joined an insurance agency first in Hartford, Connecticut, and later in Owings, Maryland. And he must have been pretty good at it, as he even purchased the company in Owings a few years later. Like I said, not exactly the launching pad for an author of million-selling techno-thrillers. How he got there is part of the unusual backstory. To readers, Clancy is best known for his technically detailed espionage and military science thrillers, set mostly in the Cold War era. His first novel, Hunt for Red October, was published to critical acclaim and great reader interest. The story of this first novel is an interesting tale in itself. Even though Clancy had no personal connection to the Navy, he sold the manuscript to the Naval Institute Press in 1984 for $5,000. It was, in, in fact, the first work of fiction the press ever printed. As an emerging author, Clancy hoped to sell maybe 5,000 copies, but the press sold 45,000. Not bad for a first novel. Then, as luck would have it, a copy found its way into the hands of then-President Ronald Reagan, who called it the best yarn. This set the novel up the best-selling best charts, selling 300,000 hard copy covers, hardcover copies, and more than 2 million paperback copies. One of those paperbacks is how I first encountered Tom Glancy. His technical accuracy was so impressed the military that it led to his meeting several high-ranking officers in the Navy. 
Hunt was followed by more blockbuster thrillers, Patriot Games, 1987, Cardinal of Kremlin, 1988, Clear and Present Danger, 1989, Some of All Fears, 1991, Without Remorse, 1993. Uh, well, you get the idea. Throughout the series, Clancy developed his central characters, Jack Ryan, a hardworking CIA analyst, and John Clark, a former Navy SEAL and head of the CIA, two Irish Catholics who, like the author himself, and two, char two characters readers could identify with. In his novel, he repeatedly uses the formula whereby his heroes are highly skilled, disciplined, honest, thoroughly professional, all traits taught and valued by the Jesuits, by the way, and only lose their cool when incompetent politicians or bureaucrats get in the way. A few of his trademark signs of his writing would include innate storytelling ability, witty dialogue, realistic characters, and exhaustive and meticulous description. Clancy's accomplishments as an author could fill the pages of a Sunday newspaper, if you remember what that was. Here are just a few highlights. Clancy was one of only three authors to sell two million copies on a first printing in the 1990s. The others were John Grisham, who was profiled in the first episode of Great Stories About Great Storytellers, and J.K. Rowling, who will be featured in an upcoming episode. Clancy's novel, Clear and Present Danger, sold one million 625,544 hardcover copies, making it the number one best-selling novel of the 1980s. In 1992, he sold the rights to the novel Without Remorse for $14 million, at the time a record for a single book. By 1997, Penguin Putman paid Clancy $50 million for the world rights to two more books. In all, 17 of his novels made it to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Eight of his novels have been made into blockbuster movies and TV series, including Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, a current series on Prime TV starring John Krasinski. Clancy received the Golden Plate Award from the American Academy of Achievement in 1988. Clancy was an honorary yeoman warder of the Tower of London and received the title Supernumerary Yeoman. By the way, you might want to know, in his younger years, Clancy had been arrested for scaling the walls of the tower. Clancy also received the Alfred Thayer Mahan Award for Literary Achievement from the Navy League of the United States. His novels have spun an entire writing industry, spawning a seemingly endless list of, no of books featuring his characters, written by other authors, both before and after his death. He also has an equally impressive list of detailed nonfiction about the U.S. military, sometimes co-written with military experts. His writing has inspired an incredible and profitable catalog of video games and comic books, still popular today. Like I said, just a few highlights. But 
There is more to his story. In a minute, I'll share perhaps the most surprising part of Tom Clancy's journey to remarkable literary success. First, a word from this episode's sponsor, Goddess Fish Promotions. Authors, need help getting your book noticed? Since 2008, Goddess Fish Promotions has been helping authors with their editing, graphic design, and book promotion needs. Because Judy and Marianne are editors and authors themselves, they approach the business with a unique point of view and treat their clients like they would expect to be treated themselves. You'll like the results. Find them at goddessfish, that's all one word, dot com. Now, back to the great story of Tom Clancy. Clancy certainly gave new meaning to that literary maxim, write what you know. I mean, he was an insurance agent, and yet he became the preeminent author of espionage and military thrillers of his time. The surprising part of this story is that Tom Clancy never served in the Navy or any armed services. As a young man, he pined to be in the military while at Loyola College. He participated in ROTC and tried to enlist, but poor eyesight made him ineligible. Still, he would never know that from his writing. From his very first novel, Clancy's writing is so carefully crafted with authentic details and technical knowledge, a reader would think the author had extensive personal experience in the military and spy world. In fact, the particular details of submarine technology displayed in The Hunt for Red October was so accurate and specific that when it was published, there were rumors among the military community that Clancy had access to top-secret documents. Not true. But I can still remember reading the novel, and once I got into the pages, I felt like I was walking inside a Russian submarine, which, of course, I never had. And I was not alone. Reviewers of the book by critics and readers alike mentioned reveling in this incredible technical detail. After reading The Hunt for Red October, I was amazed to find out that before he wrote the novel, Tom Clancy had never stepped foot inside a submarine. So how did he do it? How did this insurance agent write such convincing and accurately detailed techno-thrillers? The answer is simple. Tom Clancy was a painstaking researcher. For the hunt for Red October, he spent untold hours researching and studying technical manuals, nonfiction books, and interviews with submariners. It was a process and formula he would use with great results on successive works. Perhaps that would explain one of Clancy's favorite sayings. The difference between fiction and reality? Fiction has to make sense. Aspiring authors should take encouragement from Clancy's stellar work. Don't be afraid to tackle a subject or area outside your experience or comfort zone, but be ready to dig in and do the hard work of completing the necessary and sometimes tedious work of research. Clancy's commitment to meticulous research is one more characteristic I share with the author, as well as his love for the Chesapeake Bay. For each of the novels in my series, The Haunted Shore Mysteries, I completed extensive 
and sometimes exhaustive research on different aspects of the narrative, from the unique characteristics of each resort community, to the documented details of ghosts, to the realities of the social issues explored in each of the tales. <laughs> Although I'm certainly not in the league with, with the greats like Tom Clancy, readers have found my details about life in the 1990s captured in my novels to be accurate, poignant, and even moving. If you haven't had a chance to check out any of the series yet, you can find them at my website, www.authorrandyoverbeck.com, or wherever you buy books. On my website, you can also find previous episodes of great stories about great storytellers with backstories of such famous tale spinners as Walt Disney, John Grisham, and Edgar Allan Poe. Speaking of the podcast, if you, like me, are a true mystery lover, you're not going to want to miss the next episode about the queen of mystery herself, Agatha Christie. Until then, keep reading those great stories.